Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Go ahead, uh, Chris. Chris is going to kind of give us uh, an overview of his thoughts about the biblical mandate to declare the gospel. Go ahead, Chris. Well, well, the biblical mandate and the concept thereof, I would have to conclude, as we all do, and this is our, this is, when we come to Christ, this is our life's work. This is what we're about. This is what we do. This is the joy we find in 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 Jesus Christ through the unction of the Holy Spirit is to indeed fulfill what's called the Great Commission. As Jesus commissioned the apostles to bring forth the truth to his sheep, his elect. And that's what we're to do. And we're also, I like to pray to, to the master to ask him to please put, put people in my path mm-hmm. so I can that seems to be my only function as someone approaching his mid-60s and sowed his wild oats and all the nonsense and the foolhardiness of life itself to the natural man. Those all came and went, you know, decades ago. But 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 in regard to this, it's the most important thing. And again, it's that we do be be not just hearers, but doers also. But again, this is not to be considered anything workable. You know, it's, oh, look, Lord, I, I brought, you know, you'll hear all oh, it's kind of silly. You, you hear these churches just sit there and expand on, these pre- these hireling preachers will expand on, oh, look how many people I brought or, or, or came to Jesus. Yeah, they came to Jesus, another Jesus, with a, mm-hmm. with a phony, with a phony uh, uh, formula that's not in the book. But uh, right. that's a, that's a pretty quick synopsis on that. I think uh, there's some food for thought there. Perhaps. Yeah, well, that's 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 very good. Go ahead, uh, Kevin. Well, I think um, I had different thoughts. I wrote down. One was the the verse that says, "Let him that minister wait on his ministry." And sometimes we're very gung ho to go off and you know go to, go to the world on our terms, on who we're going to speak to and where we're going. We need to be led of the Spirit. Also, mm-hmm. it talks it talks about having your conversation be that which becomes the gospel of Christ. Uh, another verse says, let him that speak, let him speak of the oracles of God. So we should be always ready to communicate. And then I think of seasoning our conversation with salt, and that we're to have salt within ourselves. And the salt... Uh, stings and it also preserves and so sometimes with just one word or two we can say to somebody that they it would cause them to seriously consider what god is saying to to the world including them themselves Um, i find in my own ministry that, that that i i can share the gospel in just a conversation about any subject under heaven if if anybody wants to start in that way i 
my work is to try to bring them to a conscious uh, consideration of, of what God says in his word. Well, that's good. Um, I like that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, really good. Yeah, that, and, and it says that we all have different uh, gifts, too. So right. one doesn't have to look at somebody else and say, well, he's uh, more successful in what he's doing. Maybe your measure of success is quite different than somebody else's measure. And it's God that works in us to do the will that he has designed and purposed for us. So we need to be in prayer and patient and waiting to see how we are led and, and, and conduct ourselves in that way. Good, good, very good. Mark, yeah. what, uh, what are your thoughts on this? I agree with all of that, which was just said by both excellent speakers just now. Right. Do you have anything to add to that? It's a, it's a depending on the Holy Spirit to show us what God authorizes us to do. Right. Because there's there's a lot of people out there putting words out into the air and God did not authorize them to do so. That's a good point. You know, there's a lot of, back to what both Chris and... Uh, Kevin alluded to, and that is that we are not touting gospel regeneration here. That's not what we're talking about. In other words, we're we're not saying the proclamation of the gospel is what saves people. What we're saying is that it is a means whereby God has declared to us to do it, regardless of uh, what the outcome might be. Now, uh, again, I believe that anyone who receives the gospel, uh, who lays hold on it, has already been given the faith of Christ before they receive it because we know that everything, uh, repentance, belief, faith, all of that uh, comes after a person is born again by the Spirit of God. And we don't always know when the Spirit of God causes a person to be born again. Uh, there's There's a real interesting... Um, passage, and I'd like to get maybe your all thoughts on this. It's in Colossians uh, 1.23. I've heard different people give different renditions on this. It says, if if ye continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Um, now, there's been many people that have stated that, you know, the gospel had gone out into all the corners of the earth at that time. I mean, it was it was not hidden in a corner. It was, we know, we have accounts in the book of Acts how that uh, they went out and there were thousands being added to the church daily that such as would be saved and so on. Um but Kev, uh, Chris, uh, kind of give us your thoughts on that passage where it says, um, "Ye have heard and which preached to every uh, the, the the hope of the gospel which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I Paul am made a minister." What what's your take on that? Well, I, I I'd like to actually you know the, uh, comment on uh, such would be saved. Right. The prior right. the prior verse. And believe me, the Arminians really, really mal-apply that whenever mm-hmm. they, if they ever even a- attempt to speak it, 
because you know what they can do with that or what they oh, yeah. want. They won't even see it for its truth, you know, and, and that that is total uh, God's God's option, God's uh, ordained of God, who He has 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 pre-elected, and you know, from from before the foundation of the world. And they, yeah, of course, they don't like that. They they have they have the mastery over that. They so they think, you know, but they don't yeah. read the book, and they're following again a hireling that has a better house and car and uh, and eats better and so forth yeah. and they never question that they just follow sheepishly like to the slaughter you know and, but anyway and uh, I'm, that's, that's, excuse that's me. a good, real good point and uh, I want to now welcome uh, I believe brother Ed Henry is joining us is this brother Ed yeah how are you <laughs> Hi, good to have with us. Uh, Chris and Kevin and Mark Kennedy have made comments regarding what is the proper biblical proclamation of the gospel, and we would be interested in your take on that. And we, I had read at the beginning um, a passage in, in Corinthians, which um, um, I'll read to you as well, because it kind of, I think, speaks to what, um, you know, what what we're talking about here. And I'll go back to that. But while I'm looking at that, uh, finding that, um, Ed, what, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and read this. It's, it's in 2 Corinthians verses 14 through 16. It says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place, for we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved and in them that perish. To the one we are the savor of death unto death, and to the others the savor of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? Uh, go ahead, Ed. Give us your, uh, just your kind of overview of what you think the biblical mandate is for the proper declaration of the gospel. Well, uh, first of all, the, the gospel is every word of God. So the, um, I think that to allow any pastor to be able to pick and choose from the Bible those scriptures that he wants to uh, then thread into a theology that matches his preconceived notion is how we've gotten into the Arminian mess that we're into now. So man does not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Not the word of God, every word of God. So the gospel begins in Genesis and goes right through to Revelation. Right, right. And would you also concur with the thought that um, the gospel... Or however we want to, um, you know, term that. Uh, there's different, there, there's different uh, interpretations of that. We talked about that, but the gospel cannot be received by anyone unless it is, in other words, unless God reveals it to a person. That's and true. Yeah. Would you would you conclude? Would you concur with this? And and I'm asking everyone. Um, repentance faith, belief, all of that is preceded by 
quickening or the new birth. In other words, a person cannot have any of those things unless they're born again first. Would you agree with that, Edward? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, even it, it, think about a, a baby. A baby cannot do anything until they're born first. Right. right. So there's nothing that can be done until after you're born again. So the, the new birth is uh, a condition precedent to salvation. And Jesus says so. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's in uh, the third chapter of John, it makes it clear. You must be born again. So that's, a, I mean, that's pretty clear. Now, the question is, what does he mean by born again? And, you know, when you take the entire gospel, you take everything, the, the theme, the theme of the gospel is that we are saved by his grace. And he elects those to then believe in Jesus Christ because it's by grace through faith, okay, that we are saved. And so you have, in order to understand what that means, you have to take all of the gospel from Genesis to Revelations, and you can't leave any of it out. It, 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 right. it's, a, uh, it's a, you know, a seamless garment. You, you can't just cut little pieces out and take things out of context. I mean, you could actually, there's a, there is a phrase that uh, in the Bible that says there is no God, okay? You could right. take that out of context, and your, your religion could be atheism and say there is no God. It does say right. that in the Bible. But if you look at it in context, it says the fool has said in his heart there is no God, see? So, yeah. and the Arminians, uh, they take things out of context big time. Yes, yeah. there, in fact, uh, uh, Kevin and I have talked about this before. Maybe, Kevin, you can touch on this. But there's a whole group of people out there that so narrowly define the gospel that they say the gospel is um, found specifically in First uh, Corinthians 15. You know, he says uh, in First Corinthians 15, uh, verses 1, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which you also received, and wherein you stand. And then he defines what the gospel is, by which also you're saved, if you keep in memory what I preach unto you. And he talks about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. Now, we don't, we don't deny any of those okay, aspects of the gospel, but it, it includes the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. But it also includes a lot of other things, like Brother Edward says, Chris, um, and Kevin, why don't you... Uh, uh, talk about that a little bit, Kevin, and then maybe Chris, you can give us your thoughts on that as well. Go ahead, Kevin. Well, that that same passage you just you just cited, uh, it says that Christ died for our sins, and right mm -hmm. away on on the surface of that, they say our means everybody universally. Right, right. And 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 they take they, they what they do is they take every scripture to fit their paradigm. It, it, mm. it has to jostle with their belief system. And they're mm. not reading the Bible to be informed by God. They're reading it to support their error. And, and, and of course, their pastors and teachers lead them in that way as well. 
It's only when you read the Bible for yourself and you just let the scriptures teach you, just sit quietly and meditate on what you, you actually read, you know. Like when right. Jesus says in John six sixty five, when he says that no one can come to me unless it has been given unto him. In other words, mm-hmm. it has to be given to you to come to Christ. Right away, that, that's not speaking universally of everybody. It, it's those yeah. that God would choose out of humanity. So my feeling is the the teaching has been so derelict in the churches that the people bring, you know, the congregation tells the leadership what they want to hear. And, and if it's not what they want to hear, then that's a bad pastor. They have to replace them and get somebody else. Yeah, and, that's, and, that's, a, that's a good point, yeah. And you can, you can see this all the time, so it's... Yeah, but opportunities like this. Yeah, go ahead. Chris, you want to weigh in on this? Well, sure. I think uh, initially your question that spawned Ed and Kevin's answer was, in fact, uh, I'll answer it. There's no faith given. You you pretty much asked the order of can any of this come about prior to that or so forth. Mm-hmm. Was that pretty much it? In a nutshell, right. was that pretty pretty much your? Right. Your, right. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. My my answer and conclusion to that is, there is no faith to a dead man. Right. 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 But he yeah. but he still he still is to get the living word, and and that's what we do. We just speak a word to him, and he just looks at us in a complete blank stare. But but right. we have done what we're called to do, and then. It may please the Lord to give him understanding of what he just heard, and and it could be that word that would save him. So that's well, the encouragement. If that, if, yeah. That's right. And if that was if that's the case, then that was ordained from before uh, oh, you yeah. and I were ever born. I mean, yeah, we have no yeah, control over yeah. with with God. There's no time. Yeah. No, uh, time manifests right. itself on on everyone. Uh, uh, t- time and chance, you know. Sure. As, as the scriptures say it, yeah. you know, but uh, you know. yeah, I like that. But there is, again, there is no, there, there is no life. There is no, there is no, there is no faith. And faith, right. you don't, you know. Uh, do you remember uh, our, our brother? Well, I don't know if our, he's our brother anymore. Do you remember Tony N? Yeah, I do. Do you? Yeah, he's the one, he's the one that said that that faith comes before regeneration. Exactly, and that makes yeah. my point. And and, yeah. the, and the point is, and the answer is, no, Tony, you're an error here. Uh, sure. The answer is there is no faith to a right. dead man. That's that's right. Okay, that's right. and that was yeah. that that that's what that's what came to my remembrance. You know, right. as yeah, a result of of of, uh, of of brother. Uh, uh, Brother Phillips' uh, uh, question here. Right. Well, one of the things also to kind of uh, add a little bit further onto what Brother Ed said uh, in the 14th chapter of Mark, uh, Christ speaking here, and he said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And right. of course, he uses the Old Testament there. Uh, a reference is the 40th chapter of Isaiah, 
that says the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. And I think what Brother Ed was referring to is uh, the whole word of God, including both the Old and the New Testaments, are are a total sum of the the, the word of God, the gospel. You know, yeah, there's amen. a lot of people. There's a lot of people out there that, you know, they want that they only preach from the New Testament. You hardly ever hear them citing any Old Testament scriptures, but the Old Testament scriptures uh, are full of uh, the gospel. And well, I mean, well, excuse me, brother. The I mean, uh, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me saith yeah. Jesus Christ, Old mm-hmm. Testament. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, right. what, what, passage, what passage is that? Well, that's in Psalms. And okay. it's elsewhere. Yeah. It's elsewhere. Yeah, I think it's, it's quite the prevalent. New Testament. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the New Testament. It could be in Hebrews. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hebrews in four, uh, chapter 4, verse 2, makes mention mm-hmm. of the gospel that was preached to the Jews in the desert. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. and and it was the same gospel, the same gospel. It says here, uh, for unto us was the gospel preached, as right. well as unto them. Yeah. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So here we have, God um, you know, the gospel is in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's oh, yeah. Again, the Old Testament is the new concealed and the New Testament is the old revealed. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, and David, we have talked, we've talked about this before, but David in, uh, um, you know, we've got Peter standing up and talking about the fact that David taught the resurrection. In fact, in Acts 2.25, it says, David speaketh concerning him, Christ, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. And so here David it says, Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried in his sepulcher, is with us this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. And he's speaking of David here, so um, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Ed, because there's a whole group of people out there that are trying to say that the Old Testament saints, uh, you know, they 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 come up some other way. And mm-hmm. Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Well, well that, brother, that's John Hageism. Yeah. That's like Hageism, who says the Jews still have their own covenant, so don't, you don't need to witness to Jews. Yeah, you know, don't touch them, but let's let's go fight in their wars, where yeah. they won't move. Well, they won't move the load with one finger. Right, they'll let you do right. it. Well, Mark, I thought it was really interesting when you brought up the fact that uh, early on that there are a number of people out there that are talking about, you know, the gospel, and they're they're not. They're not speaking of the the gospel we're speaking of at all. They're speaking right. of the the gospel of Billy Graham that says um, Jesus Christ died for the sins of the whole world, and all you have to do is let him into your heart. That gospel, okay, right. that's a false gospel. You know, 
Universalism. Yeah. 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 Make a yeah. decision. And God right. will honor. Yeah. You know, yeah. Ed, uh, I wanted to tell you, Ed, give you a little feedback. Uh, Michael had listened to the broadcast that we had done on the origin of evil, and it really rocked Michael, and it caused him to really start doing some studying on your uh, premise that those who say that God uh, cannot be the author of sin and that would make him unrighteous would be committing the unpardonable sin. And he said he said um, Sunday in front of the, the whole congregation, Ed Henry has a right. He said that's exactly right because he said you're actually saying that God can't be God, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And then, yeah. then you're yeah. then you're gonna then you're gonna attribute the fact the fact that who he says he is that he's unrighteous for who, saying who he is, you know. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. almost right. like in, it's like the scripture that when they started saying that you cast out Satan by Beelzebub, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, I wanted to just give you that feedback. That really, uh, that really spoke to Michael, and he uh, wanted me to thank you for doing that, uh, pointing that out on that broadcast. But uh, let's thank get back to passing that along. To... But it's, but by the way, they, thank you for passing that along. But that, that's not an original thought of mine. It, it it this was from the Holy Spirit. It's in right. the Bible. It is what the Bible says. So I right you know, right yeah right. But sometimes it helps to have other people point these things out to us, you know, and the, and the Holy Spirit uses other people to point out his word to us as well. That's kind of what we're talking about tonight, this proclamation. Um, but back to, I was thinking there in Acts 2, uh, this is, again, uh, Peter speaking, and he says uh, in verse 39, the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Okay, that's that's the stipulation. God's right. the one that does the calling. We don't do the calling. The effectual call is is through right. the Holy, you know, the Holy Spirit. Uh, Kevin, why don't you talk about uh, contrast uh, modern day? Well, I, I guess, for lack of better words, evangelism to biblical evangelism. We see a lot of modern-day evangelism. I mean, you know, we see for years and years and years we've had the Hour of Decision program. We now have Franklin Graham with Samaritan's Purse. We have all of these other major, major thrusts to get... I was thinking before Bill Bright died, he put out this video and it gave a call for the gospel and it had him look into Jesus' face and tell that tell Jesus that you accepted Jesus, and thereby that that caused you to be saved by watching this video. Just all of these right. tricks you just come up with. Uh, just talk about yeah. that briefly, and then uh, I'll have Chris touch on that, and then Mark, and then uh, Ed will uh, get your take on this as well. Go ahead, uh, Kevin. Well, my friend Gary, he's been reading uh, Albert Finney. Is that his name? Was uh, was it? Charles was it Finney. Charles Charles Finney? No. Yeah. Was it Charles Finney? Or yeah. Albert? I think. Yeah. Oh, oh, Albert Finney's the actor, isn't he? He's an actor. Okay. Yeah, Charles Finney. Uh, um, yeah, and then D.L. Moody and, of course, the Wesleys. They they gave us what we call an American Christianity. 
and it, it's it's reasonable. It's a re, age of reason prevailed over this idea. Yeah. And the American spirit just is absorbs it so easily because we said we would never have a monarch rule over us. A sovereign would never rule over us once we shed the British monarchy away from or, or titles of, uh, titles of nobility as well. Yeah. And sure. so we brought that kind of thinking into the church. So, so now we say that there's nobody going to take away our free will. <laughs> there's right. nobody sovereign <laughs> over our will. And this this yeah. is so stupid, and 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 it's it's been allowed. And of course, God has it in His plan that the apostasy should grow to such an extent. But it's yeah. it's sad to see it, but it's it's what it is. So so much of this TV evangelism and all of this preaching, everything, almost all of it, is the the American uh, reasonable gospel of God must be fair. He has to be fair. Fairness to us is like you get two and she gets two and and you know everybody i worked in the mission and i'll tell you if anybody got three cookies when everybody else was getting two there'd be a fight so it's it's just unreasonable for us to think that god could give grace to one and not to another <laughs> it, it's oh, anyway. that's, that's a great example i i think when you were sharing that of Christ and the workers in the field and the the ones that came yeah, in the last, that's, the last that's of the field, he gave the same amount as those that came in the early morning, you know? <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, go ahead, uh, weigh in on that uh, for us, uh, uh, Chris, and then Mark, and then Ed. Uh, we'll move right on through and let each body give their little thoughts well, on this. You, you know, we were all there, and by God's right. grace, we're not there anymore. And lamenting back, we can laugh. I can, you know, myself. Uh, I don't mean to laugh at anyone. I want to laugh with people, not at them. So I have to laugh right. at myself for, for for not. But again, God is responsible for for giving me the understanding. You know that uh, mm-hmm. that, <laughs> that I had no hand in it. You know, right. and I like it. I like it like that. Because right. I did. I can see how appealing what 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 what, what Kevin and, and Ned just said, you know, that you know how appealing it, it is and seems right. It seems right in our eyes that you know the the cookie the cookie thing and the even even Stephen junk and all that. No, no, God's sovereign. God does it his way and I'd rather have it his way ultimately rather have it his way than my way because mm-hmm. my way is no way at all. I have yeah. his way. Christ is the way, but the truth of Christ is the the actual the actual way. So, so you know, sovereignty of God prevails, and and the 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 free willism uh, that God has uh, stripped me of. Well, praise God. Well, you know, it didn't work out too good for Frank Sinatra. He did it his way. You know, <laughs> his life was just, you know, I mean, I don't know. He had what how many wives, and he was just in debauchery, you know. And, but he did it his way, and he wanted everybody to know he did it his way. Yeah, Mark, sure. go ahead. Huh? Yeah, go ahead, Mark. Give us your thoughts on uh, on this. This whole thing, um, it, it's a false gospel uh, of equality of outcome. Um, God gave you such and such a spiritual gift, so he has to give me 
a different one or maybe the same one in the same degree. It, it's, it's a false gospel of where they're trying to declare that the outcome must be equal, everything else, you know, remaining the same, a false gospel of equality of outcome. That's yeah. really interesting. You know, yeah, Brother that's, Ed, that's excellent, Brother, Mark. That, that's yeah, a, that's Mark, great. That's, a, that's a really good point, Mark. You know, Brother Ed did a video. I'd recommend you guys to watch it on YouTube on uh-huh. this issue on this issue of rewards because uh-huh. you know there's a whole group out there that are trying to you know set forth that you know uh, some of us are going to get more in heaven than others and all of this. The thing of it is. I read in Ephesians that we have, if we're in Christ, we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. How can you add to all or diminish from all? Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, Ed, uh, Ed, why don't you touch on, touch on a little bit this equality thing? I remember when I was a kid coming up, uh, mm-hmm. Rex, Rex Humbart was on the broadcast, and he would say, <laughs> He would say, uh, God loves you. Well, no, and that was Shuler, Gerard Shuler, and all of us. God loves you, and so do I, okay? And uh, that the whole so, so, message, so give, give big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the, the thing of it is, people like, like, like Mark was saying, Kevin and Chris, all you guys nailed it, is that man's flesh wants to have. In other words, they don't want to think that God is 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 the, is the sum total of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and all things, including salvation. They want to have a part and parcel in it. Ed uh, uh, talks about uh, talks about that a lot in his anti gospel and points out people like David Cloud and, and these different people that have these strange theologies. And they, you know, Ed, I'm. I'm convinced a lot of these people are are deceived. In other words, I don't think they think they're wrong. I think they think they're right. What do you think? Oh, I I I, I agree with you that they are um uh, I think that their pride has caused me once they once they now put down their uh their theology and they have now invested into their theology they're not, their hubris does not allow them to go back and say that they were wrong. And right. so and that's, that's, that's the problem with these churches in general, okay? Mm-hmm. You have the pastor who's supposed to be the expert. So you have people like David Cloud who's going to be the expert, who claims he spends eight hours a day studying the Bible, okay, and, <laughs> uh, and that he's an expert. So he has the answer, and once he gives the answer, that's his expert opinion. Well, that's not the way God has set up his church. Right. His church is not, is not the Greek model of an orator standing up at a podium. Yeah. It, it, the church is the body of Christ. And so when people get together for fellowship, we are all kings and priests. And so the idea that you're going to have somebody who is the, uh, the leader, the fearless mm-hmm. leader who's going to know it all, uh, sure. it's just it, it's a road to destruction. And here's yeah. the problem. Satan knows that. So one way that Satan can control the church is by controlling the leadership. And he first does that by creating these seminaries, and I love your word, cemeteries, 
that he cranks out these preachers, and nobody can become a minister in a church without having graduated from a cemetery. So it's, <laughs> it's just it's a vicious circle. And yeah, what they teach in those cemeteries is death. You know, I I recently visited because I wanted to I wanted to kind of firsthand see what was going on, and Mike had to be gone out of town, and so there's a a new church that meets down here in uh, south, well, just northwest Arkansas area, and it's a Sovereign Grace Church. It's on the outside. They're meeting in a VFW hall, and so we walk in. And within five minutes, they had a minister of hospitality, a minister. One thing I will say, they had they didn't have a popery mentality. They had several people that had a ministry, minister of music and a minister, a, a teaching minister. But every one of those people talked to me within the first five minutes, and they all wanted me to know which seminary they went to. <laughs> okay, every no one way. of them. They wanted, they Credential, wanted, they, credentials. Yeah. Yes, and they said, they said, are you familiar with uh, the seminary in Louisville? I said, yes. They said, you're, you, oh, you know about South, South Seminary? I said, oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because Albert Moeller, who was the president. Oh, Albert Moeller Jr., you mean. Yeah, yeah, no. Now he's gotten to the point. He was a signatory to the, what was it, the Manhattan uh, Declaration, or what was it called? I'm sorry. Well, what's happened now is he's come full circle. I just saw this. It was posted on Facebook three days ago. Now Albert Moeller has a new recruiting uh, technique for Southwest, I think it's Southwest Seminary. He is trying to get only what he calls three-pointers. Okay, we know what the five biblical points are, okay? But he he doesn't want anyone teaching when you guys know what he doesn't want teaching. He doesn't want anyone teaching particular redemption or limited atonement, and he doesn't want anyone teaching the irresistible grace of God. He has no problem with, he has no problem with total depravity or unconditional election or the final perseverance of the saints, but he has major problems with particular redemption and irresistible grace. Now, why would you think that would be? Okay, I mean, the answer is obvious, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's the sovereignty you of know, God. I heard, I heard something, uh, Larry, that, that James Boyce, the founder of the Southern Baptist Seminary, he, he, oh. has, tech, he has textbooks in the seminary today that are Calvinistic. He, he himself right. is a Calvinist. And right. so he, was, he, was, he definitely adhered, he adhered oh. to the five points yeah, all the way yes. through, and now we've got Moeller, yes. who is is attacking that very thing. And of course, yes. Yes. Jerry Fal- Jerry Falwell, the, one of the last things he did before he passed away is he called a meeting mm-hmm. of all the Liberty University, and mm-hmm. he said, "I want you to know that we do not teach the heresy of limited atonement here." <laughs> okay, well, is, isn't isn't that something? Isn't it? Yeah, wow. amazing. That's amazing. Well, the oh, Holy Spirit is in trash. It is. Right. Really. Think about it. I, I think yeah. the, 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 those five points, okay, mm-hmm. and actually mm-hmm. they're five refutations of Arminianism is what they That's really right. were. That's right. So yeah. That's those right. five refutations of Arminianism, they all either hang together or fall together. You can't pick and choose. Right. If, you have exactly a theology, right. if you have yeah. a theology that takes one of them out, 
it's like mm-hmm. a it's like a table with five legs and well actually I, I, guess mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to, how to analogize it. A three legged stool it'll fall yeah, over. It's just yeah. it, mm-hmm. it won't work. It it doesn't right. work if you take any one right. of them out. Uh, yeah. that's, that's a that's a really good point. And that you know what? Anyone mm-hmm. that does take one of them out, it, it tells me they don't fully understand the other the other points. Because that's like right. you said you can't right. talk about total depravity without realizing that with that total mm. depravity demands that we have to have unresistible grace. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. You got it right there. Yep. And, yeah. and, and, and you have to have unlimited. I mean, uh, unconditional affection. Yeah. Unconditional. All, all, all five hinge on, upon each other. Sure. If you pull one away, yeah. uh, all of them are dissolved. If you, if you just don't like one, you've dissolved right. uh, the other four. So you've dissolved sure. all five. In a, sure. Yeah. You know, I, I had a fellow one time call me up. Uh, he had heard a message that I'd done on the acronym two of the sport. And he called me up and he says, do you have to have your tulips and everything? I said, yeah, I even named my dog tulips. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's neat. <laughs> but well, you know, you there, know, is, there, is there is something there is. By the way, by the way, I just have to ask. I just have to know now. Did you name your dog Tulip? Yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a rat terrier. Rat terrier. No, 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 the next animal had, I get. That's a great name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had, we've had two, we've had that would be a great segue into the gospel. We, yeah. You know what? It is a great segue. It just happened Saturday. We went to a antique store here in uh, uh, Seneca, Oklahoma, and uh, we were looking at some things. And the owner uh, came out and said, "Oh, you got your whole family with you?" And I said, "Yeah." And I introduced her, introduced her to Rosette. I introduced her to Mark, and I said, "This is Tulip." She said, what? She said, where did that come from? I said, you asked. And she said, well, really, I want to hear this. I said, well, TULIP stands for total depravity, unconditional election, limited atonement, irresistible grace, and final perseverance of the same. And she goes, well, I've got to hear more. What is that? Okay, so it is. Fantastic. Well, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. My dog is now eight years old. He's, his name is Luke. I don't think I can change his name to Tulip. But <laughs> I, if I give another dog, it's going to be right. Tulip. Yeah. yeah. That's a great story. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. For sure. Well, you know, uh, Ed, I'd like for you to maybe go a little bit further in when you, because I, I think you've really hit on a point here that some people have this very narrow view of the gospel, um, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't see that it is all encompassing. Not only it's 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 in creation and redemption. It's in our living. It's in our practical living. It's the gospel is um, now. The Arminians will say to you and to me. I had one just say this to me last week. You know. Uh, the people out in the world, but you may be the only Bible they ever see. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I understand what he meant when he said that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Chick's, Chick's Holy Joe. 
Yes, but the point is that the Bible is the living word of God. It's not uh, some person walking around out here. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's something that is is uh, a living decree that can never be ever. And by the way, it can never. The true word of God will be preserved forever. And these Forever. people that talk, these people that talk about, well, the King James version, you know, these new versions are better. That, that's really attacking God's ability to preserve His Word. That's you know? true. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, perseverance of the saints is also God preserving us. Right. I mean, God, that's perseverance mm-hmm. of the saints. But but the whole thing is, it's perseverance. There, there's it's a twofold thing. We're preserved in Christ, and, and it, well, somebody help me here, because I know there's two parts to perseverance of the saints. One's a pr- preservation, and one's a perseverance. Yeah, I, in I, regard. Like, the, I, mm-hmm. I like the uh, I like the preservation better because it shows the act coming from God rather than from mm-hmm. man. Per- perseverance is mm-hmm. more like you know. And I had a guy tell well, me, "We oh, will preserve because God preserves us." Right. I had, a guy, I had a guy tell me, I don't even like preserves. They taste terrible. They taste old. <laughs> you know? but, but God's preservation never gets old and never wears out, never becomes Amen. stale. You know, yeah. it's living. So, yeah. It, it says in First uh, Peter 1, 5, it says that they are kept by the power of God through faith to be revealed oh. Last time, yeah, there it is. So yeah, because he keeps us, then then we do persevere to the end. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, but again, that word "us," we every time see it to me, it's a loophole that not to explain what the "us," the "we," and the "our" and the "you" is in the New Testament. It's if you don't explain what the meaning of those pronouns are, then then you're allowing the loophole for the Arminian thought. And yeah, so even, have, even as even as it relates to the fifty third chapter of Isaiah, he, you know, mm-hmm, he was wounded mm-hmm. for our transgressions; he was bruised for our iniquities, and by exactly, his stripes exactly. we are. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And like in Romans, it says, "We now have the atonement." Well, who's yeah. the we? See, so it has to be explained every time, and that's that's the work that we do. You know, it, we try it's to con- conditioning conditioning the context. Yeah, right. that's right. That's right. You know, many. I think. I think the Lord said it wasn't John six. He said, He said, many. You know, Jesus yeah, said yeah, many. Makes exactly. that a ransom for many. That's right. I that's mean, right. You, we can't. Well, that can, that's not. There's no ambiguity there with no, right. with many as opposed to the whole or the all. That's there's right. no ambiguity with many. That's that's right. Yeah, that's right. a very good point. Yeah, yeah. 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 How about John 17, where he says, I pray not for the world? Very right, good, Mark. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. yeah that's very I bet good. there's a whole bunch more we just can't at the moment sure. think of. But, but you know, sure. but there are sure. a lot. There are a lot of what I would call sliders that you're talking about that can be yeah. construed yeah. either way. But again, again, it's the it's it's all conditioned on the context. And they won't right. read enough. They just trust their hireling to... To, to mm-hmm. lead them down the down into the ditch. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, right. Well, you know, I think one of the best ways to uh, get a uh, discussion going with a universal 
person is to really take them to uh, discussion on what did the atonement actually accomplish. Very mm-hmm. good. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't I don't think most people really they yeah. they they look at it they look at the atonement as a potential and mm-hmm. not an absolute uh, mm-hmm. work that, that that Christ has done. You know, and I think that the blood, you know, a lot of people, they sing these songs about Christ's blood being spilt, but his blood, none of his blood was wasted, okay? His his blood was effectual for all for whom he died, you know? And that's why I love this um, Jude 23 through 25. It's probably one of the three one of my favorite verses it says mm-hmm. uh, especially 24 and 25 unto him that is able to keep you from falling to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding glory how can mm-hmm. he present how can he present us faultless before mm-hmm. the throne with exceeding glory well that has to be the imputed righteousness of Christ right. mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah we need to look at the three imputations the the, the imputation right. of Adam's sin to the human race, and then Christ bearing the sins of his people upon himself, imputing theirs to himself, and then he imputes his righteousness to them. So it's mm. just it, it's a very cut and dry uh, legal legal uh, aspect that that needs to be presented in the gospel. Mm-hmm. That, that everyone everyone that he died for, they are declared to be righteous in God's sight. He, he was I raised have, for, I, for, for yeah, it says he was raised for our justification. Again, who's the hour? You know, it's, it's the same. Okay, well yeah. I've got I've got a question for all of the ex Catholics that are with us. Okay, which which oh, means which means mean. Ed uh, and Chris, Chris uh, and, and, and is kind of kind of kind of uh, uh, in that camp. I mean, he came out of it early, and then of course Kevin and. Martin mm-hmm. came out of the, the Armenian background. But here's my question, and, and I mm-hmm. wish in each of your guys' response to this. Uh, mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin has helped me tremendously with this and explaining a, a lot about this. But uh, with the Armenians, they have a hard time. They have a real hard time with separating out imputation from impartation. They actually mm-hmm. believe, and, and I think that's what Roman Catholicism teaches too. In other words, that we have the impart God has imparted His righteousness to us, and therefore we have righteousness of our own because God imparted it to us. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Kevin, just talk about that little distinction between imputation and impartation, and then also any, uh, anybody else just jump in on that one. Go ahead, Chris, uh, Kevin. Well, that idea of impartation is the idea that. God or Jesus gives righteousness to the saint, and then the saint mm-hmm. has to live out the righteousness that he's been given, and and yeah. that that opens the door then to not knowing whether you're really justified or not until the end to find out if you really lived out the righteousness that was granted to you. It, it's yeah, it's, it's looking it's, looking it's at the sinner. On, and, yeah, based on ahead. works too, right? I mean, it's it's a work salvation, yeah. right? Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it becomes a works gospel very quickly. You know, right. no, I appreciate I appreciate the imputed righteousness of Christ. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Give it my yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, it, it's my only hope, brother. I'll tell you, it's my only hope, and uh, that's why I I constantly 
uh, you know, repeat that. People say, why do you always have to, you have to be so redundant. But I love that phrase that on Christ's solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. You know, when he shall come with trumpets sound, oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless Amen. to stand before his throne. So, uh, right. yeah, Mark, what uh, what are your thoughts about, you know, these people that sort of have, take on an air that, I actually had a guy post something on Facebook I talked about a week or so ago. He said that God actually makes certain people better than other people. <laughs> he actually said that. God, he said, you can't deny that God makes some people better than other people. Wow, you know, that just blew me away. Yeah. I think it's going to their a vain efforts to... Uh, try to level the playing field and make the equality of outcome the same for everybody. I think that's what it goes back to ultimately. That well, it also, it's also kind of back to what Ed said earlier, and I can really, I, I can totally understand why Ed would say this, is that that's the whole Pope mentality. That's what Christ came against with the public, you know, they said, what do you have to do? What do you eat with publicans and senators, you know? Don't you know who they are, you know? Mm. And, and he right. said, <laughs> and the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes, they hated Christ because he did this. He didn't have it. And that's what I think it means when he's no respecter of persons. In other words, he he, he died for, for for every person and every tongue, every people and every nation. Not all, but he yes. did not he did not say, Well, I'm gonna leave out the, the, the you know, I'm not going to Samaria, you know. That's what they they, they had no dealings with the Samaritans, you know? And, yeah, they had to go a long way out of their way to for that Samaritan woman, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 They did and the apostles didn't like it. <laughs> but Christ had one of his sheep there. So so they, they, they went. Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, the, uh, yeah. the, with regard to this idea of impartation, that is really the crux uh, upon which the uh, this ecumenical movement is based. So uh, there's a document mm-hmm. called the Evangelicals and Catholics Together, okay? Right. Yeah. That, was signed, yeah. that was signed by all the uh, the luminaries, okay, in, in mm-hmm. the uh, Protestant Christian community with Roman Catholics such as Bill Bright, Chuck Colson, Kent Hill, uh, J.I. Packer. And in there, they agreed that salvation is by, uh, I'm sorry, the salvation imparts righteousness oh. to the believer. And wow. when, when people uh, read that and read what that language, and then it was, that language was explained, okay, by, by uh, people who were aware of what was going on, they had to give a joint statement saying that their signing of that did not imply that they were agreeing to Roman Catholic doctrine. And in fact, <laughs> Bill Bright and his lawyers threatened to sue Trinity Foundation, which has exposed this whole thing, uh, if they wow. didn't stop writing about it. See? Wow. So that's what, wow. The, that's what this got to. Yeah. The, um, it's the Roman Catholic Church is very slick, Okay. And they they try to slip in this language in agreements with the uh, Protestant community. I don't know what you call it. I mean, I don't know who these people are, quite frankly, whether they're Christian or not. I I really question. But anyway, uh-huh. people in whatever, 
They they think they're important. Okay, they call themselves Protestants. I guess they're all Armenians. Uh, okay, I can't say all because there are, I'm sure there are some that are not. Uh, but the, right. the the point is uh, that any ecumenical movement uh, is uh, is antichrist. It's absolutely antichrist. I mean, you Jesus said, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me." There is no ecumenicalism. There is no, oh, yeah, and you can have Buddha, too, and you can have the Pope, and you can have sure. Confucian. No! Well, no. you know, that's exactly at the, end, at the the last 10 years of Bill Bright's so-called ministry, and I'm sure you're aware of it, that he won the Templeton Award. He won a million dollars award, a million dollars. And you know what that award was? was for his ecumenicalism. In other words, yeah. he, he stated... He stated that there was no further reason to evangelize Roman Catholics because we were one and the same. We were all Christians. Uh-oh. Yeah. And that's why he got this Templeton Award. So it goes right down to what you're saying, Ed. I mean, it, it's uh, there's no distinctions. you know, And that's why I think so much of uh, modern-day history has been so convoluted because when people say the Christian... <laughs> They are, a lot of people think that's Roman Catholicism, yeah. the, way yeah. been, the way they've been brought up. And it has yeah. nothing to do with Christianity. Right. There you go. Right. I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to add something to what Ed said about where Jesus said he's the only way. Right. Mm. There's also another scripture, if I'm not mistaken, where Jesus says, Anybody who comes any other way is a yeah. thief and a liar. John yeah, 10. yeah, good point. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you find up some other way, you're a thief and a robber. That's in John 10. That's exactly yeah, right. And, 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 that's the man, and that's the man at the wedding feast without the garment. He, he tried to come yeah. in another way. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. harsh to them, but they need to hear mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. I want to thank everyone for this. I think we've had a lively discussion, and I think a very uh, to the biblical uh, biblical discussion to the point of what what the proper uh, understanding of the gospel truly is. It's the whole t- sum total of the gospel. It's it's history, his story, which is you know, and and his story was begun before creation. You know, that's the other thing. You know, he he has always been. He's been uh, eternity past, and he will always be eternity future. So, uh, but I want to thank everybody. We've had a really good group tonight. I want to thank everybody for coming on. And I also want to extend, just like Sister Louise, I thought, had a great topic. Um, If anyone has a specific topic that they think is timely, please send it to us, and we'll give us some time to have a little preparation, but um, I want to thank everybody, um, uh, Chris, Kevin, Ed, Mark, and uh, Louise, uh, Linda Freeman, and then we have had a couple of guests as well. So uh, with that, it's uh, 6.50. I always like to try to be on time. I don't like to belabor uh, things. So with that, I'm going to say goodnight, but I'm going to just open it up one last time for anyone that has any final comments on this subject. Anyone have any other anything they'd like to say before we conclude? Yeah, I, yeah, I can, I can, I can. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Oh, go ahead. I just, go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, brother. I just want to say what a blessing these conference calls are now that I've taken it to the next level by giving Larry my email address some <laughs> months ago. And what a blessing and an education it is on a Monday evening these calls are to me. What a blessing. Well, thank you, brother. It's I think that's universal with all of us. I think that God has been good to, to show us his and give us his spirit here. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Oh, I was just going to say, how dare those apostles not wash their hands? <laughs> there you go. All right, all right. That's good. That's my, good. Prayer is, my prayer is that uh, that the Lord use us in these last days to, to rescue his people. I think of those that, that we save uh, so as through fire. We, right. We, we pull them out of the fire, you know, and that's really what we pray the Lord will use us to do. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. No. Well, thank you guys, and uh, and uh, we'll look forward to next uh, Monday night. And with that, I'm sure. going to say good night and God bless. Okay. Good, good night. night. Good night, Larry. Good night. And uh, thank you, Thanks. Chris and Ed, for, for coming out. It's good to hear from you again. Call you later, well, Kevin. Good night, all. Love you. Love you all. Good night. Good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.